Welcome to the Upkeep for Monday, December 18th, 2023. That's right. It's all the magic news you need in 10 minutes or less. And our big story this week kicking off the show is, of course, a very, very sad one. Uh, You might have heard about this already. There were massive, massive layoffs at Hasbro uh, just before the end of the year. Yes, they laid off 1,100 people throughout the company right before the holidays. Yeah, it's, it's really, really tough. And this is on top of 800 layoffs from earlier this year, which amounts to a 20% total reduction in workforce since the beginning of 2023. Um, WOTC staff were hit, including lots of prominent people like talent manager Paul Chion, Magic the Gathering director Mike Merles, and senior senior communications manager Larry Frum, among many more. Yeah, the D&D staff over at Wizards of the Coast also got hit, including the team that greenlit the hit game Baldur's Gate 3, which was responsible for a lot of the profits that yes. Hasbro, in fact, did have under Wizards the of the book. Coast. <laughs> so it's going to be really, really tough over there, too, because it's D&D's 50th anniversary next next year. So um, we'll have to figure out how a smaller team can handle such a huge job as that. This is on the heels of a very bad year for Hasbro, who's forecasting a 17% revenue drop for quarter four of 2023. However, Wizards of the Coasts, the only profitable item in their portfolio, by the way, Mm -hmm. revenue grew by 40% in quarter three when compared to quarter two in 2022, while their profit increased by 99%. Thanks in large part to Baldur's Gate 3. Yeah, and Magic the Gathering. Yes. Like, Magic the Gathering, D&D, two of the the items that have made Hasbro money. Yes, despite the fact that Hasbro is losing (sighs) money overall. Wizards, so why? Wizards is crushing it. Yes. Why would you lay off this a staff that is doing excellently? Yeah, I saw some comments from people around the internet that were like, well, of course Wizards would lay off people before the holidays. And I just really want to stress, this is not yes. Wizards of the Coast doing this. This is Hasbro. This is Hasbro, their parent company. And uh, Wizards was extremely profitable last year. Hasbro, however, who owns them, was not. not. <laughs> Um, we have to also mention the reasons for these layoffs, other than, the, of course, profit loss from Hasbro. CEO Chris Cox said the layoffs are intended to, quote, modernize our organization and get even leaner, calling them, quote, a lever we must pull to keep Hasbro healthy. I can think of a different lever that we could pull to keep <laughs> Hasbro healthy. <laughs> I think we need to point out Chris Cox and the money he made last year, which was over $9 million in compensation in addition to his $1.5 million salary. What I'm hearing is Chris Cox lost Hasbro a lot of money last year. I'll tell you what, though. He won't be hit with these layoffs or anything, and he won't even get penalized for them. In fact, he'll probably receive a pretty huge bonus uh, because he's, quote, like making the company, you know, leaner for the shareholders. Um, it all just makes me pretty sick, to be honest with you. <laughs> makes me pretty furious. Um, it's really, really sad. So uh, we really uh, hold space for those Hasbro em- employees who were laid off right before the holidays this year. And a lot of really great p- people who we lost from Wizards of the Coast who work on Magic the Gathering super, super hard. So, yeah, our hearts go out to them and hopefully they can all land on their feet. Uh, let's talk now about DreamHack, which happened this past weekend. Yes. Congratulations to Daniel Weiser, who won the U.S. Regional Championship at DreamHack with Azorius Control oh, wow. in Pioneer. Wow. Also, uh, just, you know, 
great props to this this trophy photo that he has. Yeah, he's cra- great. He's cradling the trophy in his arms like a baby. It's truly brilliant. It is great. And props to him for being a Minnesota Magic player too. Yeah. To toot our own Minnesota Magic scene horn. The tournament also saw a rise in new pioneer archetype Amalia Combo, which is an Abzan combo deck built around Amalia Benavidez Aguirre. There were two copies of this in the top eight. You know about this deck? You heard about this deck? You know what? This deck is pretty cool. It seems really, really good. Uh, Amalia is white, black for a 2-2 vampire scout ward, pay three life. Whenever you gain life, she explores, then destroy all other creatures if her power is exactly 20. Wow. Which I love. And so obviously you're doing a lot of exploring, a lot of life gain, wild growth walker. Remember that friend? Anybody? Oh, I sure do. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. So a very cool deck and very cool to see that, you know, despite them squashing one combo deck, another has risen. Yeah. And interesting too, this was the last cycle of regional championships here for this season. So we're done now. We've done them all and uh, we're qualified all these people for the pro tour and it's going to be pioneer. Yeah. We'll see them in Chicago and I hope... I hope that that's one deck that we get to see in action. It seems pretty cool. We've got your resident combo fan right here. (laughs) Uh, We've got a first look at Ravnica Remastered last week as well, too. They shared the first images of the cards, and Blake and Carmen talked about details on Weekly MTG last week. Yeah, it releases on January 12th. The set features 291 reprints from across all of the Ravnica products. It is fully draftable and in paper only. And yeah, the Shocklands will be reprinted. You can already see all of the cards. Uh, the set has been fully previewed, so check them out on scryfall.com. Uh, they also announced the new treatments that are going to be in the set for some of the cards. There's going to be borderless cards, some with new art, which is very cool. Retro frame treatments, that's going to happen on 135 of the cards, as well as serialized cards. We get to see a couple of these uh, alternate frames on prime speaker Zagana here. She looks great. Look at I mean she's always looked great. Yeah, she you know, that is very has. true. And it's she kind of fits in this retro frame she I have really to say. She really does. As does Niv Mizzet Perrin. Oh, who is one of the serialized cards as is of course Birds of Paradise and at least one of the Shockland steam vents. I mean, can you imagine getting the 001 Birds of Paradise? Pretty cool. I think that would be just super Pretty awesome. Cool. Anyway, I'm excited for this set. We are huge fans of Ravnica here yeah. on Good Luck High Five. Uh, if you want to know more about it, you can check out Weekly MTG from last week or go read, read DailyMTG.com when Blake and Carmen talk about what went into designing the set. Two more Festival in a Box events have been added December 22nd through 24th and 29th through 31st. These ones are on Arena. You can reach six wins to have a Festival in a Box mailed to you. The entry fee is 5,000 gems. The format is Best of One Chaos Sealed. Nine packs with one pack from each of Innistrad Midnight Hunt and Crimson Vow, Kamigawa Neon Dynasty, Streets of New Capenna, Dominaria United, The Brothers War, Phyrexia All Will Be One, March of the Machine, and Wilds of Eldraine. Just very cool. I played this event. It was so fun. Yeah. I had a lot of people, I saw a lot of people kind of complaining that it's kind of brutal because you have to get you, you lose if you get two losses instead yeah. of three, how it normally yes. is, which I do agree with. That is kind of brutal. But I mean, regardless, it was a fun event to play in. Your deck is just so powerful because of how many rares that you open. Yeah. It felt a little bit like playing a cube that's unsolved. 
The festival in a store will return in January with each qualifying store hosting one event sometime between the 5th and the 21st. Those will be Chaos Draft. Wow. And in each eight-person pod, the winner will get Dan Fraser's Mox Box and the promo Relentless Rats, and the rest of the box will be divided up as prize support in the pod. Speaking of playing some cool stuff on Arena, everybody, sound the trumpets. Cons of Tarkir is now live on Arena to play. So go play it. I don't know what it you're doing. It is truly remarkable that I am sitting here <laughs> recording this episode when I, I could be playing Cons of Tarkir on oh, Arena. Just playing the draft format again, it is just like... I, they they just nailed it. They it is, just nailed it. It is so good. It's so good. I, it's so good. It's such a good format. It is such a good format. And do you know what? Part of me was worried. I was like, before I got in the first pot, I was like, yeah. What has, if it's have not things as, changed too exactly. much? Exactly. Or like, what if it's not as good as I remember? Or what if what if part of that is like the lens of nostalgia? It's not. <laughs> It's just really good. <laughs> it's just straight up excellent. It is an excellent draft environment. I loved it's it. It's so fun. Loved every minute of it. Go yes. draft it if you haven't drafted it. Take it from us. It's a fabulous set. Oh, it's so good. Uh, they're also doing something cool with cons on Midweek Magic, December 26th through the 28th. So if you need an excuse to avoid your family, you can play Cons Constructed, where you bring a 60-card deck using only cons cards. So it's a little bit like the uh, set block constructed events of the past. Um, and this week in Midweek Magic, it's Historic Artisan, which is commons, uncommons, and basics only that are legal in the historic format. Ooh. Yeah. And looking ahead to competitive events next year. <laughs> Had to get that joke in there. Uh, in January, the theme of the month is going to be Explorer. So that means that's the format of the Qualifier Weekend and the Qualifier Weekend Play-In. So if you like Explorer, January is your month. The arena open for January will be Lost Caverns of Ixalan Limited on January 20th and 21st. This is our last upkeep of the year. Wow. The next two weeks are holidays. Yes. So we will see you on January 8th. We'll, uh, we'll report all the news that has happened. All the news. <laughs> Hopefully, you know. Maybe there'll be some. You never Maybe. know. Something might happen. Fingers crossed. No news. Good news. Yeah. That, there's also that to be said. So yeah. thank you, everybody, for hanging out with us all of 2023 and perhaps um, also earlier. You know, <laughs> and hopefully in the future. Started. Right. <laughs> Uh, we really appreciate you coming and checking out our channel if you're watching this on YouTube or listening to us wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want to throw uh, us a Patreon support before the end of the year, that's also greatly appreciated. You can check us out at patreon.com slash glhfmagic. Come on.